Just a quick FYI, they're swearing in this episode. Hi everybody, my name's Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. My name is David. And this is Finance Tales and Cocktails. What are we drinking today? Um, we're doing a classic again. A classic, that's what I call drinks that we've already drank before. So it's a rum and coke. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I just thought I had more time to like buy drinks and I didn't. So using what we had on hand. At least it's the Cuban rum. It's the Cuban rum. <laughs> well, I only have probably like one or two more glasses of it. Oh, you gotta save me one. You hate it. I know. I'll just gonna have to choke it down. No, I'm not saving <laughs> you the rum you hate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I like it now. It's been a couple years. Um, well, um, you can have a sip of mine. All right. Um, okay. So I wanted to let you guys know, if you ever were like, man, I wish I could hear more Misha and David, um, <laughs> goodness, we are actually guests on this week's episode. I think it's episode 34 of We Still Like Each Other. Um, they are really good, I guess, internet friends of ours. And um, their podcast is about how the honeymoon stage never, ever has to end. That's when you're supposed to say ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we really like their podcast a lot. It's very real, very raw, very like, uh, if you don't like swearing, uh, maybe don't listen to it. It's like, it's um, definitely not safe for work, but that's what <laughs> makes it really awesome. Um, Stephanie and Travis are a great couple. They've been together for several years and they just got sick of people telling them like, oh, you know, wait until, you know, it's been five years, then you probably won't like him anymore. And it's you know, a very cynical look on relationships. So their podcast is is about how, you know, how they're doing and all other relationship things. And you get to see us on video. <laughs> you do get to see us on video. You know, I realized, like, afterwards, I need to, like, perfect my plug for our podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Because that was a great plug for Stephanie and Travis's podcast. <laughs> that is, I didn't say anywhere close to that on, about ours. Um, You're allowed to toot your own horn. I just, I like <laughs> blanked. I was like, what is our podcast about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Were um, you not expected the question? It sort of seems like it caught you off guard. It shouldn't have, because I knew about the question beforehand. Like, yeah. I, it's, you know, that's like common courtesy when you're on a <laughs> podcast. They ask, like, what are you working on? Yeah. Where can we find you? And I have the refilling my wallet. Um, elevator pitch down. Apparently, I don't have finance failing cocktails pitch down at no. all. It's all good. Now you know. Now I know. But they've been sharing a lot of um, like mini clips of us, and <laughs> <laughs> they they tend to go viral. So like millions of people watch. We're famous. Their views. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably tell people in our real life about this. Nah, they'll uh, find out when they're ready. What are we supposed to do? When they're like, is I'm I am terrified when people send me TikToks that one day they're gonna be like, <laughs> is this you? <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, uh Think about how exciting that day's gonna be. They discovered us rather than us being like, Hey, we're out here. I might have to gaslight at them and just be like, I told you about this. Oh <laughs> That is that. a terrible <laughs> <laughs> That is a terrible piece of advice. Don't do that. Um So, how was your Valentine's Day? My Valentine's Day was good. That's that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I got you something. You did get me something, which is very nice and um, unexpected, but appreciated. (laughs) We don't really, like, do Valentine's Day, like, super big, but we're not, like, those cynical people who are like, I don't care about Valentine's Day. Like, okay, you're not better than anybody else because you don't care about Valentine's Day. We have a low-key Valentine's Day. We had a low-key Valentine's Day. Um, Thank you for my plant. It looks great. Yes. So modern-day technology has really eliminated any excuse to be (laughs) not having a gift for someone because I basically door-dashed a plant (laughs) to David um, because, you know, like, people girls will get like flowers and stuff um on valentine's day so i wanted to send um a plant because i thought you'd get like more use out of that and like your office has nothing in it right now it looks good on my desk i like it a lot better so um yeah 
so that's what you know that's thanks thanks to modern technology um so i have some statistics some money stats about um valentine's day (laughs) all right what do you got two so in 2022 for valentine's day it is expected that we would spend 23.9 billion dollars wow yes and men are expected to spend 235 dollars while women are expected to spend 119 this is like based on trends and inflation um so those are the numbers that we came up with how how close were you to 235 dollars i was about 200 dollars off of that (laughs) yeah i would say i was about 75 off of mine i guess so yeah i think we both spent about 30 ish or something like that um which to me is like that works for us um i know some people are like really big into the holiday so they like want to go all out they want the diamonds they want the louis vuitton purses um it's funny one thing i thought about while getting your stuff was like uh we just got rid of all the um stuff for yes. doing the declutter so i was like i cannot buy anything <laughs> that i'd want to declutter later from now exactly you know what speaking of the decluttering that's my only fact about valentine's day i have noticed i have a hard time saying no to people when they offer me things what's an example so like just this past weekend um your cousin i guess no yes your aunt offered us like a like a, a bidet sprayer for our cloth diapers and we have one Oh, we do? Yes. I just don't use it um, because I I just never wanted to hook it up. But I didn't know how to say like, oh, no, we don't need that. So we now have two. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, I just. Didn't you tell her we have one? Well, I said like we have a regular bidet because we do have a regular bidet and that's what we're supposed to be using um well that's just what i wanted to hook up that's the one i actually wanted to hook up but she was like no no you need this other one which i understand why but i was just like i don't know how to say we have two that sounds crazy so i just said nothing and now we have two if your salesperson do not contact Misha, she'll probably I, buy whatever you're I talk selling. about that on the pod the we still like each other podcast i am a marketer's <laughs> dream like it's it's embarrassing um all right well we can get into the part two of our two-part series the better part um it's about home ownership yes and so i had people ask us questions um on refilling my wallet okay and we can answer some of those but i wanted to talk about like our general our general thing first and a couple things so um I'll get you some numbers first, because I like to start with a little statistics. I like the numbers. Okay, so in 2021, um, the median of U.S. like homes is $374,900. That's a lot. Is it? I don't know. I think it's a lot. I don't think it's that. I thought it would be higher. I'm used to my family buying like rental properties for under a hundred grand. Yes. Okay. Your family is. <laughs> so it's hard for me to hear these numbers. <laughs> yes, I get that. I get that. Well, okay. So Hawaii is the hardest state to buy a home in and the most expensive. Makes sense. At seven hundred and thirty thousand for the average home. Whew. And the the hard part about Hawaii is like um, debt free Phoenix. She had to enter into a lottery to buy one of the new built houses because they don't there's only so much room in hawaii yeah so um there's like a lottery it takes like a year to get like built it's a whole thing um which makes it even more hard to purchase a home but once you own property in hawaii you usually don't get rid of it um because it, it does so well yeah and so like i guess maybe when you're ready to move from hawaii you would sell it um but or people use it as like rental properties and stuff so so home there's probably good investment maybe so you can rent it out well it's hard though be like yes it's a good investment um who am i nobody but i think the hard part is it's like a lot of money up front like initial investment yeah i mean what you said seven hundred thousand dollars or something yes so that's a lot of money and so it won't it's not a quick investment 
definitely want to be a quick investment. <laughs> Agreed. But I'm sure their home prices have risen as well, just like everywhere else across the country. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm nobody. So, <laughs> um, the cheapest homes, who do you think it is? The cheapest? West Virginia. Yep. Once again, West Virginia. <laughs> their homes are 117768 That's the average. Hmm. Um. Ohio's average is 181,756. Okay. Which is about that's I would believe that. Um we live in a pretty populous city, so yeah. our home prices are definitely more expensive. Um California, what do you think their theirs is? California's a big state. Uh, I'm going to say 600. Yep, 683. Hmm. 683,996. Okay. It's almost 700,000. Yeah. So again, that makes sense to me because of like how much it costs out there i think our our one friend just bought a condo a one bedroom one bath condo for like 400 grand yeah more than that i think or was it that no, i don't think it was i that. think it was 400 was it 400 it's something crazy that sounds we're like no. that's two of our houses for <laughs> no i'm like was it 200 no it, it was does, definitely yeah, not 200 it was, yeah. it was 400 so that's definitely kind of expensive um I'm sure you guys can hear Athena click clacking up the stairs. Uh, we didn't turn the Insta Pot off this time, though. <laughs> Instant Pot off. Um, okay, so those are the numbers. Let's get into like us buying a home. We moved from San Diego to Ohio, and I remember making this very cocky status or like post on my repo my wallet page, and it was like the one thing I can promise you is I will not be buying a home. <laughs> you said that? Yes. That was wrong. It was immediately <laughs> was way wrong. wrong. Way wrong. But we did not move to Ohio anticipating us buying a home. That was not the plan. Correct. We were supposed to rent a house. We were supposed to rent a house. And the house we were going to rent was a three-bedroom, two-full bath. I think so. Yes. No, one-and-a-half bath. One-and-a-half. Okay. Three-bed, yeah. one-and-a-half bath, fenced-in yard, one-car garage. One-car garage. Um, and it was going to be like 700 bucks. <laughs> and we were, we were like, we weren't super excited about the house because it wasn't like our first pick of like where we wanted to live. It was we going to be a transition house. We were in between like, should we live there? Should we live in an apartment? Um, for a couple hundred dollars more. In a better area. Right. But we ultimately were like, no, no, no. Like we'll take the house. Um, and it's going to be fine. Oh, and it, it was a family rental, so the price wasn't that way because of family. The price is just that's the price for the house for that area. Um, we said no because what happened? So the guy that was living there was supposed to be moving out, I think, at the end of October or something. And It was like beginning of October, and then it got pushed in the middle of, of October. Yeah. And then the end of October. So, basically, this guy's just taking a sweet old time to move out. We were sort of getting antsy of living at home with my with my family. Um, so, basically... Because we weren't paying rent. Like, we were just there. We are supposed to be there temporarily. And the guy, like, would not move out. And it was like a, um, a 30-day lease. So, um, you know... We were, we were kind of at the mercy of this guy and he knew we were going to live there because we were going to buy his washer and dryer from him and I think his stove from him. Yeah, we did end up buying a stove and we bought his washer. Yep. And dryer. And dryer. Yeah. yeah. But it was like a really, um, ugh, process. Yeah, because the other thing too, like once he did move out, we would have had to fix it up and clean it up and everything and that was going to be another like three or four weeks, so... We ultimately ended up looking at apartments elsewhere. Yes. And then I, I basically felt like it was a sign to like not live there because yeah. it had fallen through so many times. I was like, this has to be a sign. Like something's going to happen here. So we should not be here. Yeah. Um, so we, I don't even know how we got on like the let's buy a house train. So I think we were looking at apartments and remember, we asked the one apartment to send us an application, and the guy never did? Yeah, because we strung him along over and over and over again. We'd be like, we want to rent. Just kidding. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Like, because one, we didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah, the one time we were finally like, okay, we're going to do it. 
He never he sent never it sent to it. us, which was another sign, apparently, that maybe renting is not for us. I think that's how we got on the whole, yes. let's buy a house. Okay, so do you remember our original must-have list for when we were moving into an apartment, or a new house, so when we were going to buy a house? probably ridiculous. We wanted to spend no more than 175000 That was the top okay, of our budget. that was reasonable. We wanted at least a two-bedroom. Yeah. We wanted two full bath, fenced in yard. That's it? Yes. But okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> I guess. Um, two of those Which things. Which we did find those things. No. No. We did okay. We did 50% of the must-have. It says must-have. As in, we will not buy a house unless it has these things. <laughs> um, we, we wanted a one-car garage, and we wanted two levels. Mm. At least a one-car garage. No, it said once, one-car garage. A bonus was a two-car garage. Ah. And a bonus was a finished basement. Um, so we did buy a house. We looked at 13 houses in one weekend. <laughs> and we bought the 13th house, house we saw. Yep. And um, it basically was 200000 That's how much it was listed at. And it had, like, can't come back on the market. Yeah, a guy was supposed to get it back in, like, july or something he something happened he backed out then he was gonna buy it again right before us and just never pulled the trigger we sort of beat him to the punch yep so that's how we ended up with this house um we this was in november of 20 2019 yeah so it was we bought at honestly the perfect time because right had we waited four up. months, we would have been screwed. Like, we wouldn't have been able to find this house in this neighborhood. Um, because we... And we came in at full list, which nowadays is unheard of. Like, you... If you're not <laughs> offering over, you're not even going to be taken seriously. Or an appraisal gap and all this yep. other stuff. Yep. So, you remember the house that we almost bought? We did not almost buy it because you were not We on board. did almost buy it because, once again, I was like, fine, whatever. We can get this house. You really like it. But I hated never... that house. Looking back, I think I'm glad we did not buy that house, but it would have been all right. Okay, first of all, there was pubes in the toilet or the sink or the floor or something. Because there's people living there currently. If you're going to sell your house, you need to clean it a little bit more than... I shouldn't see freaking pubes. Are you talking about the house in Gahanna? Yes. Okay. And I, it was so cluttered because they had so much stuff in it, which I get. It, they're living there, and you, you can't be expected to move all your stuff out. But, like, when you're buying a house, you look at these things, and it's really hard to, like, take yourself out of this, like, what's there now. Do you think if it was staged and everything, would you have been, yes, all right, let's do I it. might have, like, been more considering to buy it. Uh, but I just didn't, I didn't love being that far away. Um, it was a ranch, which is why I'm surprised you liked it. The basement was like finished, but not. I think it was house, that was house like number eight or nine or ten, right? That was like house like 11 or 12. It was like wow. one of our last houses. Because I think I was, uh, I think part of it, I mean, I was okay with that house, but, um, <laughs> sorry guys, Athena fell down the stairs halfway. She's fine. <laughs> um, I I think I like that house, but I think I might have been getting like tired of looking was part of it too. And I sort of wanted to live in a different neighborhood from where we grew up. We do live in a different neighborhood from where we grew up. Well, we do, but it's like ten minutes away. Exactly. If that it's nice. five minutes. It's <laughs> nice to be in a familiar place. Um, so yeah, we ended up um, we we pretty much got a good house i like the house that we got um we saw a lot of houses that weekend and i don't know that we would have bought any of those a big part of it was because we were looking at 175 or less yeah so we did not expand to 200 until we saw the house that we're living in right now which i oh yeah i think this was one that we found that came up on the like search it did and you guys you and your your brother who is our realtor um pointed it out to me like we were at like a bonfire and i was like no it's two hundred thousand. don't even show me that house i don't want to look <laughs> at it and then a couple days well a couple days it was probably the next day i was like ah, fine let's go look at this house and we looked at it and i walked in and i really liked it immediately like i loved this house it was very like i like the gray it's very open and i know you're not supposed to pick a house based on paint colors but i just i just really liked it yeah i did too i mean 
it has uh, the living room is huge, mm-hmm. and then it had hardwood floors. It had really a nice. sliding glass door that let in a fair amount of light. Uh, so yeah, the walk in and was was nice. We have a like half. It's like a, it's a completely finished basement, but it's like half the size because it's a split level home. Um, we have a two car garage. We have a fenced in backyard. It's a three bed, one and a half bath. I do wish we had that second full bath. Um, because I feel like it just is better for resale purposes. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like the, the half bath is downstairs. So it would be kind of weird to, um, make it a full bath, like renovate it and make it a full bath because no, there's no rooms down here. Yeah. Uh, We talked about doing that, but I don't think it's worth it for this house. I don't know if we'd get our costs back on. No, doing that it's, and it's, like we said it's an awkward spot you know who wants to like go into the basement basically and shower, shower and then and come back up like, and it gets cold down here in the winter too. if this could be another room it may be but it can't really be another room yeah i agree so anyways um so putting an offer in on the house is really the easy part Yes. Everything else after that was a total like nightmare <laughs> from from a lending perspective. Um, finding the house, putting the offer in, great. That was perfect. And then our lender. Do you remember what happened with our lender? Oh, I definitely remember what happened. So I was at the time a 1099 employee. That's how I made my entire income. And it was basically like I had a nine to five job, but I was 1099. So... Um, and that means I'm an independent contractor. So like, you know, I don't pay taxes for my income. Initially I have to pay it when I file my taxes and, um, I don't pay into unemployment and la la. So I had been working this job for maybe six months. Something like that. And all of my other jobs were, um, W2. W2. And I was making more than David was making at my 1099 job because it was a very consistent, like I would work 40 hours a week, every single week. Like it was very scheduled. Um, and we got pre-qualified. Pre, yeah, pre-qualified, I think. And we are supposed to get pre-approved. Correct. So the, the lender was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like pre-qualified is the same thing. You'll be good. And I was like, listen, I'm a 1099 employee. You had that down, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, we've got it down. This happens all the time. And I was like, okay, um, we really would feel better if we could be pre-approved before we put an offer in. And they're like, no, no, we don't do that. Our lending company doesn't do that. We do pre-qualifications. And then once you put an offer letter in, then you get pre-approved. And I was very, very nervous about this. Rightfully so. Yes, because our lender ended up falling through on us. He, As we are in contract. Yeah, so I think we were in contract and like, what? 10 days in, maybe? Yeah. He was like, oh, because you haven't been a 1099 employee for two years, we can only take David's information, which then drastically changes the amount of money we can, like, we it, look like. Our debt-to-income ratio changes completely. Um, the income changes completely. Like, it just shifted everything off to just put it in David's name at this with this institution that we were lending through. And so that fell through. So then you have to tell the buyer, like, hey, or the seller, like, hey, our our um, lending fell our, through. Our lending fell through. We're trying to find a new one. La la. So we ended up going through Rocket Mortgage, um, which I know people say like has higher rates um, or higher like fees and things like that. Uh, but they were able to get us pre-approved, um, David, for two hundred thousand. First they said 175 and then they just expanded it. <laughs> yeah. Um if if David got sold his car or paid off the car debt that he had. Correct. How did we pay off the car debt? Uh so we took a loan from my dad mm-hmm. and cuz there was like what? $3500 left. Uh like 4800 or something. So there was $4800 left on David's car loan. And so he needed to get rid of that debt in order to like change his debt to income ratio. So David's dad gave us a loan for $4,800. I think that's the first time we've ever taken a loan from a person. I think so, yeah. So he gave us $4,800. We paid him back within like three, three months. Three months, yeah. Um, because I was like so 
paranoid about the fact that we owed him money. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like that then helped. He also was kind enough to gift us our down payment, yep. which we put down how much? Uh, ended up being, I think, like our cash to close was like 6300 but we put down the 3.5%. Yes. So you can put down a variety of percentages um, depending on the type of loan that you had. We had an FHA loan. Yep. Um, and so w- FHA loans are different different than conventional loans be- based on like how much you put down and the rules of what you can buy and can't buy like with that loan and like how often you have to be in the house with an FHA loan. Um, FHA stands for what? First time home. First? No, it doesn't. Uh we always say first time home buyer, but I can't remember. It means the something else. Um, anyways, so I'll, I'll look it up and figure it out. Um, but yeah, that eventually we got the money. Um, we were able to close on the house on time, so it was like a thirty day close. Um, <laughs> you you remember the other thing that happened with it too that was sort of crazy? No, what happened? So my dad, the down payment oh money, my God, he gave me he gave me cash, and I told him I was like. You know, I really prefer a check, but he's like, ah, oh, no. He's like very old school. So he's like, here's here's the cash. So I take it, put it in the bank, and then Rocket Mortgage, I sort of tell him like, hey, I got the gift money, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, is it cash? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, it can't be cash. Like, it needs to be a check. So. Which is, this irritates the fuck out of me. Because why? Who cares? Where do they think we're going to Money laundering. Money? We're money laundering for a $200,000 house. <laughs> hey, you never know. So basically, I had to go back to the bank, get this, like, a check to give back to my dad. He put it back in his account. Then he got a check, gave it to me, and this, I took it back to the bank. This sounds more like money laundering <laughs> than anything. Well, it was hilarious is because I worked at a bank at the time, and this is, like, shit you look out for. <laughs> so at the bank, when I was depositing the check, I was like, I know this looks really bad. I'm trying to buy a house. And uh, so anyways, it flagged their system and they had to ask me like additional questions and everything. What? So it's for no, money laundering. No, no, I don't buy that because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because one, your dad had more than $4,500 in his account. So who cares? Like if if you don't see the account, d- withdraw $4,500 to then go into yeah, your Yeah, that account. was a stupid thing. Is Even though I sent them like a bank statement that had well over whatever. Yeah, we it's sent like, It's like clear he statement. had oh, like so funds from other things. It, it's sort of goofy. It's dumb. Um, It's dumb. And then the other thing too with them, which I mean, I had to basically get like bank statements from him. So it was a whole ordeal of like trying to go to his bank, getting the right statement. Because and he doesn't them, have an online account. Correct. So I couldn't just like pull a statement. So I had to go with him, explain to them what I needed. And luckily the document I was and able the to bank, get. You, ha- you worked during banking hours. Yes. So it was just like a very, a very annoying process. Like <laughs> I, by the end of this, I was like, I will never <laughs> buy a house again unless I'm way. buying it in cash because <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. I. It just irritates me so much knowing how much they fucked up 2008 and now they like overcorrected. Yes, exactly what happens. <laughs> I have to put the swearing thing in front of this episode. <laughs> Um, okay, FHA stands for Federal Housing Administration. Ah, okay, I should have known that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you are our resident expert here. As you work for a title agency. <laughs> I'm not a lender. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so um, is there anything else with the house that we... Oh, so this will kind of go into the tips and stuff that we buy. Actually, no, I'll just talk about that when we talk about the tips. Okay, okay so is there any regrets... Um, with buying a home, I think no. I'll, I don't think any regrets, but man, it is a process if you've never done it before. So just prepare yourself mentally. Things probably are not going to go smooth, especially nowadays. At least in Ohio, the market's like popping so much. A lot of the lenders they'll say, "Oh yeah, we can close you in thirty days." Probably not going to happen. They're going to They'll be delayed a week or two. I've gotten a little bit better, but just expect things to go wrong. I know that's sort of a negative outlook on it, but at least you're prepared mentally because we definitely hit a few bumps. 
Yeah, I journey. mean, even buying a house now, like when today's market, I think our friends looked at like 15 house or put in offers on like 15 Yeah, houses. put in offers on 15. I think looked at like 50. And they did not, they obviously only got one, but like... It's crazy. You have to go in. The things that people are doing, which you could probably talk more into this, they're they're not getting appraisals. They're not getting inspections. They are just putting in well over what the house would appraise for um, because they want the house so bad. Yes, which is very dangerous because if the market takes a downturn, you're going to have more into this house than it's going to be worth in the downturn. And yes, so just just tread lightly if you're buying a house. If you're selling a house right now, it's a great time to sell a house. <laughs> Let me tell you, you're going to get a bunch of offers and you'll probably be sold within a weekend. Um, don't take my word for that. That's, <laughs> that's obviously not everywhere. But like, it's crazy. The the th- people who are selling houses are making some. I think our house has gone up like 70 grand. Yeah, in two, in two years. In two years. So um, we have been tempted to sell many times. Still tempted. <laughs> Still tempted. Still tempted. Okay. Um, so, do I have any regrets? I'll ask myself. Demisha, do you have any regrets? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Because basically, this house, getting it was what we we could afford and what we needed at the time. This is definitely not our forever house. So, no I regrets. On, I think it's a good first house. Ellington needs his own bathroom. He will when he's probably changed. <laughs> I mean, now it doesn't really matter. Um, okay. Is there anything that we settled on um, when getting this house? Like, is there anything that you wish was different about this house? Um, yes. I very much, our next house, wanted it to be like two stories with a basement. So three stories, basically. The split house, it's bittersweet. Because, I mean, this basement, it's a lot more functional than, like, a normal basement, I think. Especially unfinished basement. But at the same time, like, I can't be watching TV down here and you watch TV up in the living room because you'll hear one another. I, um, it's funny that you say you want three levels because I want a ranch (laughs) and I want a basement. Um, a full, a completed basement, um, like, a very cozy one, but I want a ranch because... I just don't have the desire to like our split level you walk in and boom it's like you have to go up or down that's how a split level typically works um and i didn't think that that would be annoying except it's kind of annoying especially with our dog why is that because like okay people are at the door and then boom she comes downstairs immediately and there's like nowhere to like get her to right away and then people you know are trying to wipe their shoes or whatever and everyone then congregates right in on the platform of the Uh. stairs and it drives me insane (laughs) um so i would just like i mean i guess i wouldn't hate a a standard house like a two-story with a basement but i just i think a ranch would be easier i think i could do a ranch if it was the right house it'd have to be very much the right house though I like the separation, too. I just don't like... I don't think I need as much house as I used to think. I used to want a mansion. And I don't think I want as much house the next time. Yeah, I agree. I, I wanted a big house back in the day, too. And now I think I can get a average size house. I feel like three bedrooms works for us with a nice, huge basement would be great. Yeah. Um, okay, best advice when house searching. Ooh, best advice when house searching? Um, Want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, so when you're looking at houses, especially houses where people are living in them, you need to lift up the rugs. Uh, You need to lift up the rugs because our house, we did not, we got to do a a pre-walkthrough. We did two walkthroughs and an inspection. Yep. And these people who sold us our house were very, very tricky and it's, completely legal because of how it was done it's disappointing too because the one person was a teacher so you i don't know to me you expect a little more honesty out of somebody like that but go ahead tell them what happened you (laughs) david apparently holds teachers on a very high pedestal (laughs) they are teaching our children is this what they're teaching our children in class what did they do mish so again we didn't get the keys to the house until like a week or something after they 
It's, after we closed. Yeah, so it was supposed to be possession after a week, but we actually did get it like three or three four days, days or something. after. So, and I'm assuming they did that because they got burned before on their house. And like they probably boxed up a bunch of stuff and then they ended up not moving for four months. So when we did our final walkthrough, which is when you like make sure that they did everything right on the inspection, um, the stuff was still here. Everything was still here. And so we didn't notice anything different about the house. It looked the exact same as we've always yeah. seen it. So when we finally got the keys and we walk in on the first like, yay, like we were ready to move in. You walk in and then, like I said, it's a split level house. So you can see upstairs and downstairs at the same time when you walk in the door. Downstairs, the carpet is just ripped to shreds. I'll take a picture. And, and this a- is our first like within seconds of walking into our new home it's finally ours we got the keys we open the door and bam middle of the carpet ripped downstairs i mean it basically looks like they what we thought happened was on their way out they like drug the washing machine and like ripped, ripped up part it, of the carpet yeah. uh what we realized happened is they put a rug down and it was like a very long rug and it like just made sense because of like it leads to the garage um, I'm basically giving everyone like the the footprints to murder us. <laughs> you know, I think they had to have a couple like rugs or something down because we have a rug there and you can still see it. So they had to have like two rugs covering this rip. But basically, like the rugs make sense for people who like don't want to get their their um, carpet carpet dirty. dirty. So like it ju- it just didn't like trigger in our minds like oh you wouldn't think to like lift it up and look at the this. carpet when the rest of it looked fine yes <laughs> so my advice is to lift the um, rugs and lift um, like look under under things like under couches under plants behind couches because people can hide things and it's fine I think on top of that pay attention to the detail like the, before they bought this house you could definitely tell like. The person that had it before them like made some upgrades to it, and some of the like workmanship is, is, is bad. Is bad. So definitely pay attention to the details of of things. Like I don't know, it just didn't occur to me. Maybe we we're just so like in awe when we saw it. But when you look actually look at some of the details of this house, it's like what were they doing? For instance, our trim and like it's white and it's around the entire like upper half of our house. You can see the nail marks where they like took a nail gun and nailed the trim in now normally you're supposed to like cock that and or like, paint over or it sand or it something. and paint over it or whatever and they did not do that so there's like little holes and i can see them like from where i'm sitting right now i can see all the little holes and what they do you put think? in there it bothers me because you think they're little ants they it's, <laughs> it's creepy um what other things do they do that's like very weird oh so our cabinets are white like on the outside but when you open them there's still brown and i hate that <laughs> that doesn't bother me as much because it'd be hard to paint the inside of a cabinet that's Just already there do it or, no <laughs> <laughs> they but uh i guess the um let's see i'm trying to think of some other recommendations well we got um an inspection and from that inspection we were able to ask for a couple of things to be fixed um which again people aren't doing right now like they're just being like oh well the furnace is broken oh well um so go ahead. i guess here's by the recommendation hopefully your realtor is doing this um get a home warranty we sort of had a big issue with our home warranty but in the end it did save us some money. No. We had I, to fight for it. Someone asked about this. Someone asked about this. Do you recommend a well, warranty? Well, I only recommend it if the other person's paying for it, if the seller's Fine. paying for it. That's typically how it's done. So I'd say try and do that if you can. Typically. not. Yeah. I don't think in today's market. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not today's market. I, I still see some, Are we going to go back in the 1980s and buy a house? No, no, no. People still do them. If you can get the seller to buy the the buyer a home warranty fine then you can get it i our home warranty experience was shit was about as bad as our buying experience again once again our realtor um which if you guys need a realtor in um ohio or the lower part of michigan um (laughs) we have one for you you can just message me on facebook or facebook oh my god um on instagram and i can get you his information but he is also our brother so um (laughs) Okay, his Instagram is John Griffith Realtor at 
that's on Instagram. So you can probably find him there if you are in Ohio or um, Michigan. Michigan. He has licenses there in both of those places. This is not an advertisement. Um, we don't do ads. So <laughs> this is just me talking. Um, what was I saying? Oh. <laughs> you got on a tangent there. But sorry. The only reason, like, our home warranty worked out is because of our realtor, because of John. He basically had to call and, like, threaten that he was not going to send them any more business because they were not they didn't helping pay us. Out. Yes. Yeah. So basically, our furnace died um, within, like... I think it... It died, it died in the summer. Times. In the winter. When you're, oh, in the yeah. winter, oh, in the winter the first time. The first time it cut out. And we called and had them come fix it. And they said, like, you just need to replace, like, a, a filter or something. Not a filter. Uh, needed a part replaced. The one guy we had come out said, you should just put in a whole new furnace. furnace. But he was not part of our home warranty. So then the home warranty guy came out and he is like, uh, you need to f- replace these parts. So we ended up doing that because that's what the home warranty told us to do. Told us to do. And then it broke again in the summer. Yep, when you were pregnant. For like, what, like a month and a half? It was down for like, yeah, I think six, not... we, uh, maybe th- three or six weeks, something like that. We did not have it working. So we would call Friends. every single week and they'd say, well, we're, we're trying to figure out your claim. We're trying to figure out your claim. And then they said... Your claim has been closed. We're sending you a refund of your home warranty. No, money. they they sent us a check yes. for like six hundred dollars. Yes. So yeah, basically. And we were like, "Why? We and don't want this." And I think they canceled this. the policy or something. And we were like, "No, no, no, no! Like, who told you to do this? We don't want this." And and they're like, "Well, because it's like kind of expensive. Basically, it's kind of expensive to replace the furnace." We're like, "Yeah, that's the whole point of this home stupid home warranty." Because we gotta make this clear too. When we bought the house, we knew it was old, which is why we wanted the home warranty. And you know, we were like, "We're gonna be covered at least for a year if this thing clonks out." And, and it, it did. Because <laughs> it was a thirty-year-old furnace, and the the guy who like looks at the furnace and was like. Yeah, I'm not surprised this thing is dead. Like, it's yeah. 30 years old. Um, so, if I don't, we didn't renew. We did not renew. Um, yeah, so it, the home warranty can be did, bittersweet. Eventually, they did pay for it. We but also like did I said, get a sub pump replaced. Um, sump pump. Sump pump for a little bit. Probably cheaper than, you know, if we would have done it. They only replaced one of them. Yeah. Well, most houses don't have two of them. Well, we have two. It's our home warranty. I clearly we stand differently on this. I, I guess if you can get it, pay if you for, get it for free, take it. If if not, I don't know if it's worth it. Yes. Okay. So next question. Someone said, "Why?" Well, they didn't say it like this, but why don't we refinance? So we've talked about refinancing, and I think there's two issues. Uh, one, for a while, we were talking about selling the house and moving, so sort of didn't make sense for us to do that if we're going to... Because, like, when you refinance, it, it only makes sense if you're going to stay in the house for a certain number of years so that you, like, make up, like, the closing costs. Because you basically have to, like... You're almost reclosing re- on your house just without the seller. buying the house again from yourself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, there is a there can be a closing cost, so you got to make sure whatever you're saving monthly, you need to see how long it's gonna take to recoup that money mm-hmm. um basically so you know if it's six grand closing costs and you're saving two hundred dollars a month that's gonna take you you know x amount of months to to get back sometime yes it will so that's really the biggest reason i think um that and we don't really want to spend that kind of money on the closing costs right well, now we don't know if we like david said i don't we don't know how long we're going to stay in this house like there are times when we're like oh we're going to sell next month um we change our minds very frequently and then there's like oh well we'll stay until like for for five more years do this that and the other and we basically ran our numbers and for us it doesn't make sense because we're pretty sure we're going to move probably within three years and it's going to take probably that to recoup our costs and then how like um go ahead one thing we got to talk about is uh, PMI insurance. Oh, yeah. They asked, like, how much did you put down? Ah, okay. So for uh, PMI insurance, basically, if you put down less than 20%, you're 
you're going to be required to get this, um, which is okay. It just costs you an additional, uh, you know, in your monthly payment. I What's think ours? ours is 140 extra is what we're paying for PMI. So basically, if you put 20% down, you don't have to get it. If you put less than 20% down, uh, you have to get it. Um, however, uh, you can get rid of it earlier like you don't have to keep paying it so basically once you hit like 20 percent equity in your house you can actually call your mortgage company and say hey i hit this 20 percent equity i like to drop my pmi now with that you may have to get an appraisal mm-hmm. um so that costs money and it also depending on where you live it may increase your taxes because they're going to see your house is worth more mm-hmm. so those are which could end up increasing depending on how your mortgage is done could end up increasing your mortgage payment yeah so you sort of got to look basically need to talk with a pro on that but that's sort of the pmi spiel yeah so people did ask like how much should they put down um we put a little over three percent i think three and a half well, yeah we, whatever the minimum was we did like just over that there are some loans like va loans that are zero percent um conventional you, loan i believe is five percent you can put down like david said twenty percent um the thing with the thing that people say like why you why like twenty percent is kind of a lot to put down is because like in the time that it could take you to save 20% of a down payment, like how much are you saving or losing in like the, the housing market? Like, yeah. like if it takes you five years to save a 20% down payment, then the housing market's gonna be more expensive. So are you gonna need to save more again that you so also, that you can get to the, the 20% of that new number? And you also may have missed out on the growth. Like for example, we said our house has gone up 70 grand in two years. So if we if we would have waited and said oh let's get the 20 percent that's 40 grand for this house yeah we would have missed out on that 70 grand of growth exactly so it's it's all on how you look at it and things like that it's yeah everybody's situation is unique and i think you really got to sit down with a lender or a realtor you know and figure out your yeah okay um so the they they say that you're supposed to spend like 30 percent or 28 percent of your monthly income or less on your mortgage you know what we're at i think we're less than that we are we're at 19 percent. Ooh, i was gonna say 20 percent. yeah we are at 19 percent. so someone asked like go us what percent is of your house is your um monthly income or that's whatever. probably different than when we bought it compared to now <laughs> um, yeah well because we we both have started making more money and things like that i I recommend keeping that number as low as you can. Like, do not max out your monthly payment to where like, oh, well, I can make this work because your house, something is going to happen. Like, our garbage disposal has gone out. Um, our sump pump has gone out. Our furnace has gone out. Like, if our washing it, washer or dryer goes out, we have to pay for that. Like, the lawnmower we're in charge of making sure our lawn is mowed so like buying a lawnmower and or paying someone to come to your lawn lots of things will happen to your house yeah and that doesn't include like the upgrades and stuff you may want to make yep because we've put in like floors we've done a lot of painting um it's not i don't know i don't know about home ownership honestly like i kind of hate it you're crazy. I, I think the thing you cannot overlook is the growth. But we, that doesn't matter because we're not doing anything with that growth. What are we going to do we with could, it? But we could easily sell, move into an apartment, and then we got seventy grand. What are we going to do with that? Well, we're not going to do Finish that. paying off our debt. But we're not going to do that. That's the problem. You never know. With us, it might be tomorrow on next week's podcast. We might be like, so we listed the house. <laughs> but here's the problem now. I only have twelve grand in debt. I don't have any motivation to sell the house anymore. When it was when our debt was combined, I was like, okay, yeah, like we could sell the house. And Hanging like, me out the dry, man. If we sold the house and we have split finances, you would get thirty five grand, which still wouldn't cover your car. Uh, take care of everything else, though. That's good. What is she doing? Eating a blanket. Eating blankets. Um, okay, <laughs> so the next question was, um, if you're moving to a new like city, should you rent first or? buy from afar i'm i think 
like 90% on rent first, at least for a year, maybe six months at minimum. Cause then, well, if you don't like this place, now you have this house that you gotta work on trying to sell and everything. Yeah, I agree. And if you sell a house and you haven't been in it for two years, you have to pay capital, capital gains. gains tax on it. So that's not fun and that eats into your profit. Um, you should move you should rent first before you buy in my opinion um again i'm nobody but i've moved to a lot of different places um and you might not like the city you might not like the neighborhood you might not you might hate it there like we lived in san francisco for three days um what if we had bought a house and pff, yep. if we bought a house we'd be millionaires <laughs> but um because it's san francisco but um well yeah i think that's a good point too and then like uh I feel like you probably don't feel as rushed to buy a house, too, if you're not like, oh, man, I got to get this house before I move there. Exactly. Don't. I, in my opinion, you should just wait. Like, uh, people have this, like, negative view, people being, like, homeowners who are think they're better than everybody else, um, <laughs> have this negative view on renting. And renting really can save you a lot of money. And I talked about this in the episode before this one. But if you don't want to do upkeep on your house don't buy a house yeah i think uh like we've always say pros and cons of everything and upkeep and stuff is part of the home ownership so if you're definitely one not for that renting might be better for you yes okay so someone else asked us why do or have we ever considered getting a heloc to pay off the debt we have talked about no, that no we haven't Oh, uh, we roughly have. Who did? I'm pretty sure, unless I talked this with myself your about it. Self-talking, because I would have shut that down immediately, as I'm doing right now. Well, no, no, no. I was gonna say the reason we have not done this is because it's basically flipping debt into another debt. Yeah, which our debt right now, um, the interest rates are not too bad, so that's partially why we haven't done that. And we don't really like bouncing around debt like that. Like it's still debt. Okay. Let me first, let's back up a little bit. A HELOC is a home equity line of credit. It's basically like, quote, a credit card, um, but it's using your mortgage. No, your house. Your house. As collateral. As collateral. So if you, banks will give you maybe like 80% of your equity. So if it's like a $200,000 house, you could get like 52000 or something like that. Um, this is what the internet told me. <laughs> um, people will use it as an emergency fund. They might use it to um, upgrade, their house. upgrade their house. I think you can use it to like buy other houses. Yes, that's what a lot of investors do. So you can like take out a HELOC. I don't know if people call them HELOCs or just your family, but... That's <laughs> called a HELOC. Um, home equity line of credit, and they'll they'll then get this money, and they can do whatever they... Well, whatever they want with it. Before Sometimes the bank can freeze it, which is a negative about it. So they can freeze it and be like, no, 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 no we don't want you to use this right now, and that... They can? Yes. Oh. It's their money. They can do whatever they want. Um, if you miss a payment on a HELOC, you could lose your house, because the house is your collateral, and if you're missing your payment... Not good. The other big thing about HELOCs is if you wanted to sell your house, you have to pay off the HELOC, the HELOC and, and your mortgage. And your mortgage. So what's going to end up happening, depending on when you're selling, how much of the the HELOC you took out. Um, that doesn't sound right, but I think that phrasing is right. Um, you might get four thousand dollars at the end of the day. Because of how much you need to like pay, pay back. Yeah. So it is another debt, and I just don't see the the point in that. It depends, I think, on for what us, you use it for. for us, yes, yes. I should say. I if know you, people do it for the reasons I just listed, but yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna reiterate. Yeah. So I would never do it. Um, I guess. I mean, okay, I can't say never, but I wouldn't do it for right now. There's no reason for me to do that because. I don't want to like recycle my debt. It's basically like, is that a a home, a refinance, cash out, cash out refinance? So a cash out refinance, you basically like get the cash like in your bank. So it's not like you have to pay that back. It's basically you take out like more of a mortgage than you need. 
which if you learned anything from doing that with student loans is not the best idea you're stealing from your future self uh, yeah, I think it's similar to the HELOC, though. If you have a very specific purpose for that money, it could be beneficial. You know, if you're going to use the 50000 you got back from your cash-out refi to buy an investment property, it might be a good thing. But Or if you were like, let's say you wanted to add on to your house, and that's going to add like an immense amount of value to your home, then I'm like, okay, then it would make sense. Yeah. Um, for us right now, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, Agreed. <laughs> David's getting tired. I'm sure you guys just heard that yawn. Sorry. Um, we got a couple more questions and then I'll let you go to bed. Um, okay. So people have asked, what do you think about doing a 401k withdrawal to put on your down payment? Ooh, we've talked about this a lot. I know Misha's answer is definitely not. Never do this. I, I just, for me personally, I don't see... Whoa. I understand why you would do it because it's like a lot of money that you can then put down 20%. When you do an early withdrawal, you have to pay a 10% early withdrawal fee. But with 401ks, is there a thing if you're buying a home? A home? You can do it. They'll let you do it and you don't have to pay it back. No, I'm saying I think some you might get uh, the penalty or something waived, right? I think with a four hundred one k you can't. Or, uh, I mean, maybe IRA. it was twenty twenty, but I don't know. The internet today told me. I don't know. I think the other thing is you have to pay taxes on that because that's your income. Yeah, it's considered income. It's considered income. You might look into it. I think there's certain mm. exclusions that may allow you to. I do don't it know in that... a good way. Hmm. Without being penalized. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's a Do your poll. own research is all I'm saying. <laughs> I okay. The other thing is if you have thirty thousand dollars in your retirement and then in twenty five years at a seven percent interest rate, that's gonna grow to a hundred and sixty two thousand dollars. If you take that money out then you're going to have less money. Sure, maybe your house can, that's what you're going to say, that's why you're looking at me all smug <laughs> with that look on your face. Sure, your house could be worth more or it could be worth way less. We could be in 2008 in a recession. Well, I was going to say too, I think we're in a very unique time. Usually house houses don't appreciate like this. I forget what it is. I think houses typically only appreciate like 3 or 4%. So yes, your money in your 401k might be better off in there. I think you would be better off um, just putting less down. I'm not a financial person. I'm nobody. I just think like stealing well, from your future is not a good idea. And I think the other thing you really got to consider too is a 401k is a lot more liquid than a house. So if you lock up all this money in a house, you're probably looking at 30 to 60 days before you can get that you know, for selling the house process yeah. versus the 401k, you can get that in a couple of days or a week. Yes. You know, if you really needed the money at some point before retirement. Yes. So, I mean, do whatever you want, but I personally wouldn't do it. Um, I remember when we were trying to buy this house, your dad was like, well, why don't you take from your 401k? Well, like, cause we don't have a 401k. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why don't you have a 401k? That led to a whole speech on why you should have had a 401k this entire time, which he was right. <laughs> um, okay, so the other thing that I wanted to make sure people know, your down payment is not the only amount of money you need to buy a house. Correct. You're going to have closing costs. Which is different than a down payment. Yes. We it's sort no of weird. no idea. Yeah, it's sort of weird because they say you need, oh, like three, three and a half percent now, right, for FHA. So we're sitting over here like, okay, we need seven grand, and that is what we're bringing to this closing and then it came out and it was like 6300 I think we got like a seller credit, which basically that means the buyer gave Put us money. money. towards our closing costs, yeah. which doesn't so, happen anymore. <laughs> so there's many of things. And then you have like stuff you got to pay for, uh, surveys and just various. Fees, escrow, yeah, closing costs. Various other things. So it's not <laughs> an exact, oh, I need this. It's probably roughly going to be that percentage, I would think. But definitely well, not going to be the important thing is like when we put our offer in we said we'd give them a $500 earnest money deposit yeah and that's basically saying like no don't worry dog we're going to close on this house yeah and then i the earnest is weird because there are certain stipulations where they can it. keep it if like we i think back out. yeah for like not a reason or something like that so the bigger earnest money you put down 
the more you're sort of locking in, I guess, buying that home. Yes. Um, you have to pay for an inspection and yeah. or an appraisal. Or are they yep. both the same? They're the same? You got to pay for both of those. So that's They're something that you like, and you need to pay for them like right now. And you shouldn't put any of this on a credit card because you shouldn't be using any credit right now when you're in closing, when you're in, what is it called? Yeah, that's signing. When you're in that 30 day to close or 45 day to close, you should not be um, using your credit cards. And oh, if putting you're a in ba- contract. Yes, you're saying, if you're okay, in contract. Yeah, yeah. You should not go buy a car. You should not take a loan out. This is if you have a lender. If you're paying cash, you're golden. But if you have a lender, you basically can't be messing with your credit balances and yes, credit score and all that. Well, can you? Are you allowed to talk about things that you know as a title person when your people like to get to chatting? Are you allowed to talk about this? Uh, yeah. Um. Cool. Talk <laughs> like, about it. Uh. Which I was very proud. One couple, they were buying and selling a house, and they're basically, they basically had extra money for the two transactions. And the guy, he wanted to go buy a new four wheeler. <laughs> so buy so, or uh, I think I think buy okay. with what they got back, probably oh, okay. buy cash. So it's funny because they their house they were buying, they were getting a loan for, and his wife was like. You gotta wait till we sign these closings. So I literally think they signed the documents at our office and went and bought the four wheeler like right after but the closing. But you can buy a four. You can spend your cash. Sorry, I think financing the four wheeler. <laughs> that was the big thing because she basically is like, you can't take out a new line of credit for this four wheeler before we close. Yes. So which people have done. I have not been in a closing that that's directly happened, but literally this is what happens if. You're in a closing with your person, and you're like, oh, yeah, we just, like, bought a car before we came here. Their job is to stop that closing immediately and tell your lender because it's going to completely change <laughs> your finances. Your finances, like your debt-to-income, basically. Yeah. Um, so don't do that, as Misha was saying. If you're in contract, stay away from shiny things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a girl on TikTok who was like, I went to Home Depot and I bought a can of paint and the lady was so nice. So I, I signed up for a credit card and, and now we can't close on our house. <laughs> well, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because something as innocent as that, like you're at a department store or something, right? And you're going to buy these clothes. If you get a credit card with that department store, that changes your credit worthiness yeah. and everything so I mean, it probably changes your score it probably changes a lot of things yeah. so just just don't do anything um okay is there anything oh someone wanted to know tips on buying a house to rent it out now you are like a little bit you know Ooh. this but you don't know this so this is definitely not oh pause the reason david knows this is because his like whole family is like what do you call us what do you guys call him uh, they own houses. They own houses and they rent them out. Yeah. Um, a lot of them. So so I th- think the thing that's made a lot of our family very successful is like in the crash after 2008, they're literally buying houses for like fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 mm-hmm. and basically it'd fix them up and rent them out. And now these houses, some of them I think are worth like eighty hundred hundred twenty thousand dollars so but that's i mean they are renting them out so they're not selling them right now so what has helped that i believe is if you buy low then you can either pay off the mortgage or or you uh, recoup your investment a lot faster and the rent that you set also helps with that so i guess here's my ultimate tip i think my dad has always said if he can make six months of like profit on a rental that's good so he basically thinks like six months of his income from this rental is going to be for like taxes you know fixing it up a little bit here and there um insurance for it so he's factors out basically six months of that income for those things Mm -hmm. and that if he can get six months of profit on on it he he's happy with that yes um the other thing is david's family is very handy so yes. they do a lot of the any of basically all of the repairs except for like electric um on their own yes so that's um can save you a lot of money because you're not having to pay other people to do it um yeah if you can find like a good handy person that 
knows what they're doing on many different things, that'll be helpful and more, maybe like, you know, use them frequently. I think they've, they've had people they've used for 30 or 40 years. And because of those relationships, even when they can't do something, they get it at a discounted price basically. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an important thing too. Don't be call don't be buying a rental and calling, you know, your, <laughs> your person right up the street. That's, you know a big franchise because you're probably not going to get any favors from them yeah so it's um the rental game is a really hard game to get into uh i mean it's easy to get into but it's hard to like stay in and make a profit because people think like oh it's so easy it looks like chip and joey and i can do it and it's it's a lot of work um it's a lot of like oh i got a phone call at 3 a.m because the hot water went out yes and you as a you had to fix that so um they do get phone calls all the time um and they they you know have to go out and fix them <laughs> yep. or yeah it's fun so okay the last thing and then we can go because we're over over an hour and <laughs> it's still the day before and i have to to edit this and get it up so the last thing is when should you rent and when should you buy I think it depends on your situation, which we've sort of, hey, yeah, we sort of touched on this a little bit. You know, in our opinion, if you are moving to like a new city you're not familiar with, renting honestly might be the best thing. But I mean, you you can buy if you want to buy. If you buy. want to buy, that should be the thing. Like, don't buy because other people say that you should be buying or, oh, you're, you're missing out on investment. You're throwing away your money on rent. No, whatever. Well, everyone's throwing away their money on something. So how are you not throwing away your money on a mortgage i don't i feel very um passionate about this that's a second yawn david <laughs> um rent if you want to rent buy if you want to buy don't do anything because of peer pressure or because you feel like you'll be a grown-up if you do it like i don't regret buying i will probably buy another house again i just i like renting a lot you like the flexibility, I I think. love the flexibility of it. I like that I can move and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, when you do have this. issues, I think you like that calling my guy. I will say um, there are pros to homeownership. You can make the space your own. Um, I would say like your mortgage doesn't go up, but it does if your taxes, your taxes get go up and you have your escrow tied into your mortgage, right? Yeah, it, just, it sounded weird. How you said escrow. <laughs> How do I say escrow? Escrow. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this is leave me alone. Um, okay, so I think that's it. I'm gonna look into this 401k thing. I feel like maybe I don't know. It's I think a 401k or it's either like an IRA. I'm pretty sure you can withdraw for a home and not have something. We'll look it up and we'll have to let you guys know. Yes, we can look it up and let you know. And um, that'll be great. trying to look I it up really quickly. To look it up <laughs> for a home. Um, I just feel like that you it, you can do it, but I can I use my 401k to buy a house without a penalty? Um, it does not incur taxes or penalties. 401k loan is limited in size. La, 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 la. Just look into it. I'm not... I am not freaking Bill which, Nye of Finance, whoever that would be. Which honestly, Finance. also, your 401k plan might have different like restrictions and stuff too. Yes. So, I'm not sure. Again, this it. podcast is called Finance Fails and Cocktails. Not Misha knows everything about finances. So David does, though. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Look at that car out there. Uh, um, anyways, okay. Sign us off. Alrighty. Oh, wait. I'd start, don't I? Yes. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at Refilling My Wallet. Don't forget to refill your drinks. And refill your wallets. <laughs> Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs>